If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So in this book, we're supposed to be uh, going to war. There will be swearing. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading chapter 11 of Battle Magic. So grab a cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's go on a quest. They are headed to the fort. They talk about the mountains, who are also the Sun Queen's husbands. Reverse harem for the win. (laughs) Dedicate Ducky is at the fort, and he needs to talk to Rose Thorne. And Briar's like, no, you can't have my mother. And he's like, it'll be fine, young man, and just steers her into another room. And like, puts up a barrier so like nobody else can come in. And he's like, I'm sending you on a quest. I tried to do this quest and I couldn't go. So uh, it's on you now. And he gives her a chest of drawers and he opens each one, one at a time and has her hold all of the items. They are the cup of water, the blaze of fire, the seeds of the earth and the feather of air. So they are the ancient treasures of the living circle religion. And... She has to take them to the Sealed Eye Temple, the Temple of the Sealed Eye. I believe he tells her part of the reason he thinks that she can do it is because she has a reason to get back. It's like it takes somebody with strong determination to make it there, and you have to have a really good reason to get back to get back out. Otherwise, you'll just end up as a priestess at the temple of the sealed eye for the rest of your life. 
frankly terrifying. Yeah, what, what does that mean? Frankly terrifying. <laughs> to Goodwin, I raise my eyebrows. <laughs> it doesn't sound good. Yeah. Uh, Evie and Briar are not very happy that Docky, they have no idea what's going on, but they are not happy that their mommy is like consorting with other people and not telling them what's going on. Harahan shows up with his sister. Rose Thorne tells the kids that she's going to go on like a mission or something. She doesn't like give them details, but she's like, I have this thing that I have to go do. And Briar's not very happy about it. And he's being snotty at everybody. But then they just kind of, they're making, like, decisions about who's going to go where and do what and everything. Um, And so they determine that Evie is going to stay because she and the cats are sleepy. He is going to travel with Rosethorn as far as he can until she turns and goes and does her thing. And then he's going to stick with Parahan and Suda. And thus, our heroes separate. Step one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. And the first thing I want to know is how did y'all feel about Suda? Ah, she's here. <laughs> how old are her and Parahan? 53. I have no idea. I don't think Parahan uh, is that old. I, I, I hope yeah, not, because Briar <laughs> seems like he's crushing on her a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I think it does state that, like, they're... That she's in, like, her late 20s? Or someone he's flirting with is in their 20s. I I hope so, because he, he's only 14... No, he's 16 in this book? He's 16. He's 16. So, 20s, I guess, isn't... Bad, but still no. I teach at a high school, okay? Like, teenagers crush on adults. Oh, yeah. But she's kind of flirting a little bit back, though, too. So that's a little... mm, mm, mm. I don't know. Goodwin, do you want to share with Brittany uh, any continued theories about Dedicate Docky? Yeah, so I kind of didn't see it last time when you were saying that, like, Ducky might have ulterior, ulterior motives or knew she was coming back or something. Now, I kind of get it. Right? <laughs> yeah, he, he's being very, very pushy. I, I get that there's a reason why. Clearly, he doesn't want the Emperor to get the treasures of their religion and potentially, like, corrupt it. But also... It was a very, like, the pressure that he exerted on Rosethorn seemed. It almost felt cult like because he's like, I am the first dedicate of the first circle, and I, you have to obey me because I am the leader of everything in this cult. Like, your allegiance to your vows are an allegiance to me because he's yeah, the head and like, it's like whoa, guys. whoa, religious pressure. Whoa, that's that's a lot. I I get it's bad if the emperor gets that, but forcing someone who uh, had died and is currently not at a hundred percent, and yeah. they want a quest by themselves that they can't have help with to secure 
things seems excessive. Um, it, you know, I, like you say, you say cult-like, and when I hear cult, I usually think like sort of minor religious group, but quite frankly, this is going to get me in so much trouble. I, like, I feel like you could compare it to, to any religious hierarchy. If yeah. the Pope shows up and he's like, yo, random priest guy, you need to go on this quest. Uh, what are you going to do? The only difference between a cult and a religion is its popularity. Uh, obviously, some are worse than others. But yeah, the, the pressure that you can exert on a believer is incredible. I, I get it seems like it's for a good reason, but I don't feel comfortable with it. Yeah, like, so I, I'm going kind of back and forth. Like, I feel like in Melting Stones, when Evie decided to pledge, she wouldn't have pledged if Doki was bad. Mm-hmm. And Rose Thorn would be encouraging her, like, yeah, that seems like a good idea. But at the same time, people can be corrupt in religion. So he might be bad, but the religion itself isn't. So I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Parahan is a bit of a dummy. Um, <laughs> I think he, he would agree with you. He he is not known for his uh, brains. He's known for his brawn, I'm sure, because uh, he's he's a war 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 person. They get to camp, and he's like, hmm, "My uncle and my father are not here, but these flags are here. Why? I don't understand." My guy. Duh. Who else could see, it be? See, I got the impression that he was like, wait, what? Could it be? And that's why he like ran off. Oh no, I, I took it as like my it wouldn't it wouldn't be my uncle or my dad. So what the fuck are these flags doing here? Hmm, I don't I don't know. I don't know. The description of the sun goddess and her husband's the mountain. I thought that was really cool. It was cool world building. The west one is Goddess Gazig Rigyapo, the snow leopard king. And the one in the middle is Kangri Skadpo, the talking snow mountain. But apparently, Bri's like, what does that mean? The talking snow mountain. And I think the worshippers feel he is most conversational of the husband. <laughs> so is that one an active volcano? Is, is that why he's talking? How else would he be talking if he's a mountain? Or is it Luvo? That is exactly what I wrote down. I'm like, it's a talking mountain. Maybe it shakes a lot, but like, if it's talking, the only other talking mineral thing I know is Luvo. So uh, Luvo is married? Ooh. To, to the Sun Queen, apparently. Apparently so. Spicy. <laughs> His life just got way more interesting. I want his backstory. <laughs> I wonder how his uh, his wife feels about him running off with Evie. Uh, it's just a it's just a fling. It's it's just a grain of sand in the grand scheme of things. Her life is very short compared to mountains, so it's whatever. <laughs> Although Luvo doesn't seem to understand that. In Melting that Stones, is, she has all that, this, like... She has three husbands. One can run off for a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> That's true. It's whatever. <laughs> She's got two more to entertain her. Yeah. Like, you go do whatever. I know you'll come back later. Like, but I do, do love that we have 
the snow king and the snow leopard king and the talking mountain and the one yeah. that talks and the one that talks like... never shuts up <laughs> so maybe maybe the sun queen's happy mm-hmm. <laughs> he leaves it's like, just yeah like... it's like he talks too much go 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 on an adventure you talk too much i, I need some silence for a little while please Honey. for the love of god Honey, why don't you just go with that that little girl? Maybe you can teach her some things. I'll be here when you get back. Bye. Bye. Have fun. But yeah, like immediately when I read this, I was like, that is the eccentric mountain. <laughs> Bro just be yapping too much. His wife said get out. Yep. So Luvo's like, okay, I'll be back, sweetie. I'll see you later. I gotta go adventure with it. I thought it was cute when Evie decided to go hug Doki. She just flung herself at him. Just like, aww, so cute. Too bad he's going to be evil, so that kind of sucks. So I, I I like her enthusiasm. It's very cute, but it's 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 bad. It's going to be bad. Well, Neon Jory got on with Mora Chain, so, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, he was a good teacher to Evie, so, I mean, people contain multitudes. People can be good and bad, or not just one or the other, so. That is an indie quote if I've ever heard one. (laughs) People contain multitudes. Um, I've never heard you say that before, ever. um, And then when she hugs him, um, Doki's like, Evu Meimei, where is your dignity? And she said, I don't have any! And then I I like that Doki was asking uh, Evie about her cats, and he's like, I should very much like to hear Monster Purr again. Like, oh, oh my god. So cute. Too bad you're a monster. You're a monster yourself, Doki. He's fine, probably. My next one is when Doki and Rosethorn are talking, and Doki tells Rosethorn, you have been unstinting with your own love. That he is so unstinting with his love for you. Mm-hmm. I love that part. Absolutely. Oh my, it is. Oh, oh. Especially because both Briar and Rose Thorn have a lot of difficulty showing love. So, mm-hmm. like, it says so much about their characters. Yeah. Especially Rose Thorn, since, since they got there, she's like, I'm just going to let Lark take care of all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be there whenever to help her when she needs it but this is all lark and now that's her baby yeah well you know plant boy yeah it's still one of my favorite scenes in the whole series is the scene where he gets caught in the in her garden like literally caught tangles (laughs) and then she comes out and (laughs) sees it just like Reading it now, I just have all of the feelings because I can imagine it from her point of view as well. Yeah. My next one is a dislike only because it makes me sad. Um, Both of them had learned the hard way uh, when they were children that many people would take any affection they offered and use it to get everything they had. Like, it's so sad. It's relatable, but sad. Uh, I don't like it. It makes me sad. My next one is like, I liked all the different objects or for like each element. So the water is a cup and the fire is a blaze. I don't think they tried very hard for fire, but you know, 
fire is fire. Fire hot. <laughs> yeah, uh, it would have been interesting if it was like a, a coal or something, you know. But no, it was like, it's a blaze of fire. That's fire. Like, water gets a cup, and earth gets seed, and air gets a feather, and then fire, it gets fire. Like, okay, but have you ever, ever met any... We're gonna we're gonna go real. I'm gonna get so much shit. Have you ever met a fire sign that's not? It's fire. Fair, absolutely fair. Pretty straightforward, yeah. Yeah, listen. <laughs> absolutely, they have no depth. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you speak of this from experience as a yes, Aries. as an Aries. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> we have no depth. <laughs> we are pretty much a like, fire. My next one is a dislike when Evie's like, Doki's our friend. He wouldn't hurt her. We we've had a quote like that before. And uh it ended up being the opposite. So I feel Evie saying this. Doki's not our friend. He is going to hurt her. I don't like this. I'm scared. I don't like it. I don't like it. My next one is when Evie introduces the cats to Parahan's sister. Like, oh, everybody gets to love on the kitty cats. Everybody. Um, and then whenever, how how do you say your name? Sudamini. I always say Sudamini. Sudamini. Well, when Sudamini uh learns that Evie and Briar are the ones that uh freed Parahan from his shackles. She insists on pressing her forehead to their hands, which flustered both Evie and Briar, though for different reasons. I love <laughs> that line. What reason do you have, Briar? What is your reason? Hot lady touch head. Ah. <laughs> oh, no. Now, now we're gonna we're gonna get some uh, tinfoil hat thinking. I'm gonna take a book out of. Or a page out of Goodwin's book. <clears throat> so I think this might be a more traditional sign of subservism. So like someone has done something, so you're in their that. Yeah, that makes sense. But for her like, side, but for Briar, no, 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 no. not Lady Touch Me. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that was the other reason. <laughs> my next one is uh when briar and rose thorn are kind of fighting and briar's like i'm not a child and doki laughs and is like okay well i guess you're a bad student then and he's like <laughs> i'm not a student either I'm accredited. I'm a mage. So I don't have to listen to her. If she tells me I can't go, too fucking bad. I'm going anyway. Because I'm not a kid and I'm not a student. So take that, Doki. And I thought Daja was the petulant one. Yeah. <laughs> if it's about his mama, fair. No, nobody better get in his <laughs> way because that's his mama. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, the, th the thing is, Rose usually... He's trying to tell him he can't be near his mama? He, he, he's got to be near his mama. Yeah. Rooster usually keeps him under control to keep him from doing that. Yes. <laughs> but... I was going to say, he says, I have a cartwheel of metal around my neck. 
And then I like that they continue to argue. And Briar's like, and I'll go with you, uh, since Emmy will be snug as a flea in an armpit here. And Rosalind's like, Briar, where are your manners? And he's like, in the same zung hole you left your bleeding brains when you said you were going off without me. I love that he is so fucking sassy. Remember, so angry. This happened about five years ago. So he's like reliving that moment. Briar's biggest fears. Rose Thorn leaving him. Rose Thorn dying. Both of those might happen right now. Yeah. No, no, no. He's got to stay with his mama. Yeah, you can't blame him for feeling that for sure. Yeah, no. I was gonna say, you know that that one meme with the person in the shirt that's like, uh, "No fear," it's just Rose Thorn dying. That's Briar. One fear. (laughs) (laughs) That's Briar. That is Briar. I am Mm -hmm. a strong, independent boy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm not a mi- I'm I'm not a student. I'm not a child. Mom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think that's what makes that scene like so entertaining, I guess, is because yeah. like he's sitting there throwing a temper tantrum about not being a child. And it's like you look pretty damn childish. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. Bro. <laughs> Um, my next one is when um, Parhan decides he wants to take Briar with him, and he tells his sister, you must see what my friend here can do with a handful of seeds. And she's like, truly? And there's plenty of the Emperor's soldiers that won't be buried with their ancestry because of what Briar can do. And she smiles wickedly at Briar. Impressive. And Briar admits to himself that he's a fool for a dimple. And then this is my last one. The moment the door closed behind them, Rosalind began a scold that blistered Briar's ears. I'm not a child, but I'm going to get lectured by my mama. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you embarrassed me in front of our friend. You are a bad kid. To be fair, this age is one of the hardest ages to be. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you are kind of expected to be an adult. But also yeah. at the same time, not people get mad at you for not acting adult enough, but also acting like, too childish. You know, like you do yeah. Adult things. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. you're being too childish, but we're also not going to treat you like an adult. Right. Uh, so, and it's probably even worse when you're an accredited mage. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. Her heart cried out for Lark. But her answer had to be the one she had given Doki and the reason she had taken her two children and brought them back to Yongshi. Tells her, like, you have to have a reason. Mm -hmm. And, like, my immediate thought and the reason that he would know of is Evian Pryor. But then Lark is also her reason for coming home. Yeah, Yeah. there there are so many pullbacks to Lark in this. Mm -hmm. Like, we keep seeing her pulling back to Lark. They're just really good friends, guys. Mm-hmm. They're just really good friends. Really good friends. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, what it said in the Will of the Empress. Yeah. They're yeah. really good friends. <laughs> Daja, says Briar, do you really think we'd be upset about you getting a roommate? 
after Larkin Rosethorn. <laughs> Young Indy feels so vindicated every single time. <laughs> I tried to take care of this matter myself, but no matter how hard I tried, I could not place my feet on the road to my destination. I have not been so thwarted in my design in my designs since I was a dedicate of only ten years. Bro, if your first dedicate can't do something, yeah, I, I, I don't understand why. Again, the Pope comes to you. I have this magical, mystical mission for you that I could not do. The line of each guardian must handle them. Feel like that's a uh, a tethers that way the only person who can handle them and touch them after that is the person who it recognizes as the guardian i just think that's neat doesn't he also say something about the box only opening for um if uh anybody else opens it it looks like something else except just a bag of clothes or something yeah under its silk covering laid lay a feather that was many colors and none I have to say, I was also tempted last week to pick part of that as an excerpt. It's really cool. Because so, it's just such a beautiful like Imagery, description. Yes. Yeah. It reminds me of the scene in Daja's book when Sandri is weaving her friends together. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pierce can write some spot on poetry when she wants to. He sure yes. can. Absolutely. She turned her head. There, that was Nico's voice. He was talking about Triss and Lightsbridge University. <laughs> she has Triss's powers all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. This book is happening whenever everybody else is at their spots too, right? When Triss is in, when, when they're doing their mystery adventures. This murder would mystery. be this Years would be after. after that has ended. Okay. Because the circle opens books are all kind of happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. But this is two years after Street Magic. So, mm-hmm. so Tris is still hanging out with Nico. What the hell happened to Nico? Did he die? Did we ever figure out what the hell happened to that man? It says he was talking about Tris. It does not say he was talking to her. Yeah. We never got clarification about where he went. He's just like, he fucked off and we don't care anymore. <laughs> Like, I mean, he that is kind of his thing, he does just kind of that is his MO, it is. But they could have at least said, Oh, hey, he went here, he fucked off to this place, not just like, Well, we were traveling (laughs) together, but he's gone. I was gonna say, like, that that was Nico's MO before we ever started. It was his MO to such a degree that in one of the books, people are like. Damn, Nico, you've been here for four years. <laughs> that, that's true. But you still, okay? if they would say, hey, he did fuck off finally, but he fucked off to this place instead of just like, Ouch, we don't fucking care anymore. We, we just, don't care. We don't know. He he just does whatever. Like, they might I not know. know. I wanted to know where he went. Where'd he go? Did he die? I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. He's just gone. Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> We have finally gotten to the line, the line that has stuck with me the entire time of me reading this book. I am a plant mage. I need sunshine. I thrive on it. Then how did you die and return? 
Briar is her sunshine. That's how. When when I say that I stopped and I cried for like 15 minutes before I continued, just because of that line, like I, I am not exaggerating. I don't know why that is the hardest hitting line for me in this entire book. But Jesus Christ, half of you walks in the sun and half of you walks in shadow. You need the shadow in the temple of the sealed eye. I have an addition to this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Docky fucks off at some point, right? Mm -hmm. He says he's like leaving at midnight and they're like, and like alone. And they're like, oh, are you going to be okay? Or whatever he says, he's like, I'm an earth temple dedicate. Midnight and darkness are my elements or something like that. Mm -hmm. In other books, unless it's this one, but somewhere in this series, they talk about earth dedicate services, earth temple services being held at midnight. Right. Yet Rose Thorn is a plant mage and needs sun. So, like, the fact that, like, she's a plant mage and she needs sun, but she is also an earth temple dedicate. Darkness and midnight are the earth temple. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it makes it even more fitting that she was born um, at midwinter. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say the same thing. That her birthday's the darkest day of the year. This part. You know, I I I made the joke of I want to be Rose Lord when I grow up. It just hits different when you get a little older and you're like ah i literally am this woman though <laughs> you walk half in light and half in shadow i like dead things and plants that's what i do <laughs> they go well together though they do it's very much in a natalie aesthetic dead things and plants red bean buns <laughs> Rose Thorn hates red bean buds. I don't know why this cracks me up. Just I was going to say, how do you feel about red bean buns, Natalie? I fucking love red bean buns. <laughs> she picked up a bun and bit it. Red bean. She hated red bean. She ate it anyway. That's such a mood, though. It's like, fuck it. It's food. It's yeah. like me when I went camping when I was, I think, like 14 or 15 and like being the closest thing to an adult that wasn't an adult who could drink, I had to watch all the children. And then, like, I finally got to take a break. I go over to this tray of cookies and pick up this delicious-looking chocolate chip cookie. And I'm oatmeal like, raisin? Oh, oatmeal raisin. I'm fucking oatmeal raisin in my fucking mouth. And I'm like, it's already in there. It's in my hand. I took, I'm just gonna finish the fucking just cookie. Just eat the damn cookie. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it anyways. Briar would not understand. <laughs> Evie would understand all too well. Evie, mm. Evie expected everyone to leave her sooner or later. All you can do is deliver this thing and hurry back to her, Rosalind told herself. Get a grip on yourself, Neva. I love that she, like, her inner monologue refers to her, uh, her old name. Her name before she became a dedicate. Mm -hmm. I and I I can go on for a long time about this, but the shortened, condensed version is that I like like it's marked as a dislike because like I've been there, 
Like, I also don't like the fact that Briar is like, nope, not, 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 not happening. And then Abby's just like, yeah, you're, you're going to leave eventually. But it's, you, you're talking to your younger self about a fear. That's what this translates to, to me, as she's talking to her younger self, who is, ha- who, this fear of not coming back or being alone has come from i have some like thoughts about like the dedicate system but it's likely she's not been alone her entire time she's been she was an initiate through now so that that kind of fear of being alone i just I have feelings. I have big feelings. There's a lot She's of She's having them. all the same fears that Briar is. He just doesn't know yeah. it. Yeah. Well, they are the same person. They kind of are. Yes. <laughs> His earth magic answered hers. I love that line. <laughs> Promising herself that she would never let Doki talk her into anything more than a fishing trip again. <laughs> she tumbled into it. I love that. I don't think any trade will be going down the snow serpent for a while, if that's what's wrinkling your face. <laughs> Briar is just being extra sassy in this chapter. Mm-hmm. He is. is. Hardcore sassy. Somebody's trying to take his mama away from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doki talking to uh, Briar and saying, if you love her, you will help her, not hinder her. Do not make her duty more painful. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Fucking sucks. We're going to have a splendid time deciding what language to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I love Suda so much already. They talk like what four different ones? <laughs> they have to tra- like translate for each other. Half of the fruit was better than none. Discussion of like following Rose Thorn. I just uh-huh. he would be able to sense where she came down from. He would be able to sense when she came down from the mountains. The very grasses would tell him. Just <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> tell me of my mother's return. <laughs> She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just really like the good fortune and God's blessings to you, my daughter. Mm-hmm. This this whole chapter, when especially when like Doki and Rose Thorn are alone, he's like, "Girl, <laughs> child, bruh." She's in like her forties. Because I don't think we ever actually get Doki's age. He gives the implication that he's. Even older than he seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I have stuff to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. I I have opinions and commentary, <laughs> but I don't think it's time for that. I I have one. I don't know if it's too early also for me to say it, even though I haven't read the rest of the book. Do it. Say yeah. it. Uh, I There's think Do- speculation. I think Doki might be a lich, and those four items are his phylacteries. <laughs> He's just a uh, 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 fucking. That's not quite what I was expecting. Ghost but... <laughs> necromancer, and those are the things keeping him alive. My mom loves the director Frank Capra, has all of his films, and so I grew up watching a lot of these movies. And one uh, Frank Capra movie I distinctly remember 
is Lost Horizon, which is a film adaptation of a novel by the same name. I don't remember exactly how it goes down, but it's these like explorers in these snowy mountains and they come across this like paradise, which is Shangri-La. Like that's that's where the term Shangri-La comes from, as far as I know. Whatever, blah blah stuff happens. They eventually decide to leave. And one of them has like fallen in love with this woman there. And she's like, take me with you. I want to go with you. And the sort of like person who's kind of the head of Shangri-La like warns him he's like you can't take her with you because she looks like this beautiful young woman but she's actually like a hundred some because this is what this paradise does to you it helps you to live just forever kind of you live way way longer than normal but if she leaves then she will age as normal and she will like rapidly age to her actual age yeah and Uh, so she'll die yeah yeah and she's like no no he's lying to you like do I look like this old woman like they take her with them when they leave and there's a scene that just scared the pace out of me when I was a little kid and saw this movie for the first time where they're traveling like they're like climbing through these snowy mountains so it's also like similar setting they turn around and she's just turned into a desiccated corpse. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and and it has like the the right musical like drama to it, and it's for me. I don't know how other like for me at the age that I saw it, it was like a jump scare for me, and I was like, holy shit! And so when I read about Ducky's, like, I'm considerably older than I look. I just thought of that. I'm like, oh, he's like the lady from Lost Horizon. <laughs> or the lady in Tangled, Mother Gothel. Oh, yeah. I feel like we could also compare him to uh, Bilbo Baggins in The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And see, that's, that is how I kind of picture it, mm-hmm. is the like items and things, the places where he keeps himself especially because of the fact that he is the first etiquette yeah so i his title wonder how rapidly he is going to age now that he has passed them on to rose thorn hmm and if she has them does she pass them on to somebody else is she aging slowly in melting stones i guess we'll find out doki talks about uh ryer being a faithful son uh was very sweet he is you know but it's interesting to hear coming from him i want to know about the significance of the treasures of the religion like because yoki describes it as as without these treasures the living circle falls apart and like he he goes into detail that like if someone evil takes those like it'll what's the term corrupt it is he being metaphorical or or like actual about that will will the temples crumble or like melt what would like i'm curious as to what he means and another thing about just kind of not really understanding if it if he means like physical like like actual literal changes but rose thorn uh after touching the blaze of fire sees uh doki as a towering tree a soaring fire a jet of water all whipped by a gust of air the avatar that is exactly what i thought yeah, yeah. But it's also it's like all four if, elements 
is she seeing the magic in him do that or is he like like i said is it a metaphor i don't know oh it sounds interesting so if, if i was looking at an old dude and he suddenly turned into a tree on fire with wind whipping around it i i'd be a little confused <laughs> a tree in the rain on fire with wind whipping around him right yeah yeah, yeah with a jet of water yeah jet of water. I, I, I don't know i'd be confused like how's he doing that yeah and if it isn't just you know her her magic scene it's via magic him being these things is he more than human like is he is he some sort of god or something else like well he does hang out with the god king so this this is the land where uh all the religions people are. are close to heaven yeah. or whatever this is the closest to the gods and yeah also it, it was just weird how Yoki made rose thorn touch the things and was like you know i knew you wouldn't go crazy I'm glad I I glad I thought you wouldn't go. Yeah, crazy. I did. I'm not gonna tell you before you touch it. Like you have yeah. to touch them. You have oh, to touch good. it. You're gonna go crazy. Good. Uh, I'm glad you didn't. I knew you wouldn't. And then it's like, hey, like lifted her her chin up and went like, hey, look at me. Hey, hey, pay attention. I know you're hearing people from across the world that you're that are your friends and you're hearing them in your ear. But hey, look at me. Pay attention. It's weird. Right I don't like it. it it's I such know. a weird, uncomfortable situation. He asked permission. He he didn't get consent first. He's just like, you're doing this. I, 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 and that's yeah, it's not even opening the key the, yeah, the can of worms of like it's weird. I don't like it. I don't either. Pakoras, Suda and Parahan are from India. Yes. Because they're eating pakoras, which is a very traditional Indian food. That's the dumplings, right? Yes. And yep. it's just like fried vegetable, like, mm, like croquette, dumplings. if you know what that is. Yeah, it's, it's a little fried, yummy thing you eat. They're good. That sounds delicious. We already talked about Fool for a Dimple. Who isn't? Dimples are great. We love them. And I, I like the discussion where Evie talks to Doki, talking about, like, you know, why there's not good farming in Yongshi. Like, why is he pushing up here to take it over? And <laughs> I thought it was really funny you talking about it. She's like, this place is shit. Why this do place they kind want of, it? Yeah, this place kind of blows. Your whole town is awful. Nobody would want this song. <laughs> it's ugly. Like, can't no farm offense. Here. I know that you live here and you like it, but it's kind of shitty. Why would they want it? The dude's rich. You don't need, like, <laughs> it was very goofy, but he's like, jokey explaining that uh, the emperor is not the heart of the world, but when he hears that young, she is the spindle on which the world turns. He doesn't understand what that means, and he thinks that if he takes it, he will be the spindle. He will be the center of everything. Yeah. Just kind of on the topic of that, you can't, you know, really negotiate with madmen uh, because they're mad. They're insane, and you can't do anything about that. We've talked about how Gyeongshi is this place um, where, like, there are lots of different faiths and everything, and I was like, I want to go because... I think comparative religions is really cool and I like to meet people from different cultures and stuff, except I would like to go while it's not at war. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it sounds like, you know, when, when they're not trying to defend themselves from Emperor Weishu, like it's probably a really cool place. Um, yeah. Once again, General Seirugo is a woman. Yay. On page 188, Briar and Evie are referred to as Rose Thorn's two children. <laughs> yeah. 
page 189, he is a faithful son. The way that Doki describes the treasures, because she's like, okay, why do they have to go to the Temple of the Sealed Eye? Why can't we, like, take them to some other place? And he talks about how, like, people would feel them and, like, be drawn to them. And it reminded me of the way that plants are drawn to Briar and Rosethorn. It is the definition of ambient magic. Because most of the people within, within the circle religion as a whole deal with ambient magic versus academic magic and i when i read it i took it as like this is the source of ambient magic so the being able to draw someone in through their magic is just that same residual pull somebody already mentioned snug as a flea in an armpit but (laughs) i just love love that that phrase it's funny (laughs) Uh, It wasn't until I was reading this and I got to page 200 and somebody uses the word filch, meaning stealing. While his companion waited to see the general, Perhan came to Briar and Evie to filch a couple of their leftover dumplings. And it was not until I read this this time that I was like, huh, that's the name of the caretaker in the Harry Potter books. So he's basically named Steel. (laughs) No. <laughs> what a great name. Also, I just want to throw this out because I just saw it. Parahan came in his arm around a much shorter person in a yak skin coat and boots. They were chattering in the language Parahan often used for swearing. <laughs> that is such a good way to describe his language of or like his original language. Because yeah. I feel like that is a common common yeah. thing. You just revert to the original. Oh yeah, for sure. I- I feel like typically people, when they curse, they curse in their native language. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find? I'm going to say something shocking. I actually found one this week. Loyalty. Rose Thorn is loyal to her faith. Briar and Evie are Rose, like loyal to Rose Thorn. Rose Thorn is loyal to Briar and Evie and Lark. That one was mine too. The one that I found was Bonds. We see the bonds between Paraham and uh, Suda, Doki, and the uh, treasures of the reading circle of not the <laughs> of us. I yeah. have the treasures the, the, of, of the... the reading circle back behind me. Oh, you do, you do. Without yeah. those, we're nothing. Yeah, the living circle temple there you and go. the connection to the treasures, I think, was neat. Also, the. The, the the bond between uh Rose Thorn and her living and, and death and coming back and the light and the darkness. Uh it's neat. I'm going to read a section from page one ninety six and it might hit Natalie hard. Let's go. Fuck me up. <laughs> Only a very strong mage can survive the treasures and the sealed eye temple. But you half of you walks in the sun and half of you walks in shadow. You will need the shadow in the Temple of the Sealed Eye. What? Rosethorn yelped. That's not true. I'm a plant mage. I need sunshine. I thrive on it. Then how did you die and return? She opened her mouth, inhaled, and thought the better of whatever she had meant to say. Instead, she exhaled and rubbed her temples. It's a long and difficult story. Then I will live through the fighting because I want to hear it. So mine is something worth living for. Well, Lark is Rose Thorn's girl worth fighting. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry. Again, Andy is just making so many like references today. <laughs> Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? I'm going to let y'all go first because I have at least two. Oh, wow. At least. You two get to figure out who goes first because I have three. Wow. I'm going to, I know what one is for both of you, so I'll I'll take it. Brittany, do you have one? Mine is, hold on, let me find it. Half of the fruit was better than none. Take what you can get, because sometimes you can't get everything that you want. So sometimes you have to be okay with just getting part of what you want. So uh, it sucks, but uh, we have to deal. So you can't always get what you want. In addition to that, like, you have to be grateful for the part that you do get. It's not just that you have to accept it. You have to be grateful that you get Mm -hmm. any of it at all. Yep. I I am a firm believer you deserve better. You deserve all the pie instead of half of it. But if all you have is half a pie. It's better than none of the pie. Be grateful you have that half of a pie. The one that I found is... You have been unstinting with your own love that he is so unstinting with his love for you. What I found is that you should always try to give more love into the world. Uh, Tell your homies you love them. 
give them a kiss on the forehead goodnight, and, and then tell people you love them, you know, if it's true, because a lot of people don't do it, and it, you know, it, it feels nice to hear it, and it feels nice to say it, and you don't lose anything by saying it. The more love that you give, the more love you get back. It feels great, and it's nice. I love all my friends. I love you guys. I love our listeners. You guys are great. Give more out, because the more you give out, the more you get back. I want to be more unstinting with my love. Yeah, me too, but it, it's it's difficult. It's hard sometimes. It can be very hard sometimes. Okay, y'all, I literally wrote down four. <laughs> and Ooh. one of them, I was like, okay, I'm going to turn this into my theme. <laughs> so you've heard that one. But yeah, it's good to have something uh, worth living for. And then Goodwin said one of them. So page 202, never try to guess what the God King does and doesn't know. And we kind of talked about this before, but yeah, don't make assumptions about people, what people know and don't know. You know what assuming mm-hmm. stuff does? Makes an ass of you and me. Yeah. That's right. No other dedicate had both the strength to go and the need to return. You have to be strong enough to do the thing. You might not want to do the thing, but you need to do the thing. The thing is important. You also have to remember why you need to do the thing. Listen. I know that sounds real deep, but your bitch has been needing to make a doctor's appointment for like three weeks. It is important to do the thing. The thing being, I have to make a phone call and talk to people and yuck, and then go to the doctor. Yuck. But you also have to know that what you're doing is important. I need to go get my checkup for my my parts gross because i don't want to die of something that has a high uh high go to the gyno get your coochie checked out yeah like (laughs) like, do that i was like but like i have my my family has super high uh ovarian Mm, cancer mm -hmm. rates yeah so like i don't want to die because my ovaries hate me they already hate me like bro i just want (laughs) them if i could remove them with a spoon i would have already done so (laughs) it is important to do the thing because it is important and it's needs to be done but also remember why you're doing the thing Which is a very deep way of saying, I gotta call a gynecologist. That's Suda. Sudamini. She's the fierce one, and I'm the layabout. There was gossip that the emperor might invade Gyeongshi this year or the next, so she came from Kambanpur to offer her services and 200 warriors to the god king. She heard what happened to me, so now I have my own clothes and weapons because she prepares for everything, and we are going to fight Weishu if the god king will have me. So apologies to Ali Wills because we sent you Mulan and Hercules and what we really should have sent you was Alice in Wonderland and the Lion King because my magic is be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Or the king has returned. (laughs) But he's prince. But you know. This one's actually serious. Like like, like there is actual seriousness to this. I mean not to say that the other one wasn't, but there was funny behind it. If you love her, you will help her, not hinder her. Mm-hmm. Do not make her duty more painful. Mm-hmm. Be there for people 
I have a friend who's going into a venture that I think is very fucking stupid. I don't think it's going to turn out. I think that it is going to be detrimental to him emotionally and in his relationships. But this is a decision he has made. I love him and I support him. Even though I do not agree with the decision. And we need to remember that. You can disagree with someone, disagree with like their life choices or, you know, their their decision to change careers at 37. Love isn't about being on the same page about everything. It is about compromise. It is about support. It is about grounding each other. It, it is related to the uh, being unstinting with your love, but also you have to put aside your your thoughts on a matter because that person has thought something through, has made the decision that is best for them. Be supportive of your homies, yo. Kiss them on the head. Kiss them goodnight. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you agree with them or not. Don't hinder them. <laughs> Help do not hinder. We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter 12 of Battle Magic. By midday, General Seirugo and 200 of her troops were gone on their way northeast to warn the villages and get the people to safety in the temple fortresses. Briar, Rosethorn, and Evie spent the afternoon with Parahan and Sudamini, playing with the cats, watching their troops exercise, reading maps of the Yongshi Basin, and refusing to speak of anything gloomy. Supper was a grand feast in the style of the Realms of the Sun. Captain Rana and his squad were invited as thanks for bringing Parahan to Gyeongshi and his sister. They were juggle- there was juggling, sword and fire dancing, and music from the realms and Gyeongshi. In the end, Parahan carried Evie back to her room in the fort. She had fallen asleep by the fire. The cats, used to these things, followed them. Evie woke as Parahan set her down to open her door. Since she was leaving at dawn, Rosethorn had moved her things down to the camp. Evie now had the room to herself. Parahan held her up with one hand as he walked her inside. Are you coming to say goodbye to us in the morning? He asked as she fumbled to feed the meowing cats. Evie shook her head. I don't like goodbyes. They're bad luck. I feel small enough about not going to fight. She sat cross-legged on her bed. You helped fight all the way here, Parahan told her. And Rana may need you to help defend this place. Just take care of yourself and the cats, so I have my friends to come back to. Will you promise me? All right, I promise. Evie grabbed Parahan's sleeve. And you look after Briar and Rosethorn? As much as they'll let you. She felt a bad quivering in her lip and in her eyelids. Evie turned over and buried her face in the pillows. She only looked up and wiped her wet eyes on her sleeve when she heard the door close. That afternoon, she had placed her small statue of Yan Jing's god, god of luck, Hebei, on the room's shrine. Now she used one of the coals in the hearth to light a stick of incense. Applying that, she let two more sticks in the jar that already stood on the shrine, then left hers with them. Putting her palms together, she bowed and prayed silently to the plump, grinning god. She knew that Parahan, Suda, Doki, and Rosethorn didn't pray to Hebe, but she didn't think the god would mind, and Briar always said he would take help from wherever he could get it. She wasn't sure about General Seirugo's gods, but she included her as well. 
She'd heard Captain Rana's warriors say that soldiers could always use a friendly god's attention. Once she had finished praying to Hebe, Evie turned in the direction of the Sun Queen's husbands. She knew exactly where each mountain's peak rose behind the fort. Now, in the quiet of the room, with the cats settled on the bed without fuss, she even thought she could hear their voices. One of them especially had a kind and musical voice, a low, burring hum. She tried to copy it low in her chest, reaching for that magical sound. On and on she hummed, making a kind of prayer of it, a prayer to the Sun Queen's husbands to look after her friends. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on ACAST, shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake at us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. One of these days, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give one of you a box, and you open the bottom drawer, and ah, the embosser. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.